The police bust miniature wrestlers with steroids and weed. Selfie deaths are becoming an epidemic, according to one study. And Washington may become the first state to legalize human composting. These are the stories for today on Weird AF News, the only weird news daily podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm your host, Jonesy. Check me out. Let's get into the stories, baby. Come on. Hee <laughs> hee. girl. The police bust mini wrestlers with steroids and weed. This is in Wyoming. Three members of the Micro Wrestling Federation were cited after police in Gillette found steroids and marijuana in their motel room last week, according to the media. Yeah, of course. They're, they're wrestlers, like regular wrestlers. They're going to use steroids and marijuana. Did you think because they're mini, they're just going to forego the chemicals that are involved in sacrificing your body every night like that? No. You need marijuana for the pain. And you need steroids to get buff. Listen, just because they're little doesn't mean they gotta get. They don't have to get jacked. They have to get jacked. They have to lift other little people. Why not? So on the chemicals, that's what's got to happen. By the way, Weird AF News supports the Micro Wrestling Federation <laughs> strongly. I went to their website, microwrestling.com. I watched some videos. I went to their YouTube channel and subscribed. The Micro Wrestling Federation YouTube channel. You should go there. I suggest you smoke a fatty and watch some micro wrestling videos. I mean, it was... I I, I fell into a black hole of micro wrestling videos <laughs> earlier. I love it. It's amazing. These guys are athletic, very talented, super strong. I'm very impressed. They fly through the air with the greatest of ease. The professional micro-wrestlers have returned for an event at a local nightclub uh, this past week when a canine, this is how it all went down, a canine cop detected the odor of marijuana during a random search of the parking lot at a day's inn. Yes, so what? I mean, how illegal is marijuana in Wyoming that the cops have to, like, take out, take out the, the canine unit to go tracking people? To, we smelled marijuana in the park. Bring out the canine. I mean, is that what's going on here? Get a life, Wyoming police. Shit. When the police entered the room, they discovered just over one gram of marijuana. That's nothing. And over 342 grams of steroids. Uh, Okay, well, that's something. Still, though, let them take steroids if they want to. I'm totally pro-steroids for athletes. I don't care. I I want them to perform at the maximum potency. If they want to take chemicals to get an edge, let them all take chemicals to get an edge. I want to see my micro-wrestlers on tons of steroids and weed and meth and whatever they want to take. Let them take it. One of the wrestlers was arrested and charged with felony possession. Now the guy's going to go to jail, this poor micro-wrestler. No need for it, really. A waste of prison space, a waste of community resources, a waste of taxpayer dollars to process somebody for the possession of some marijuana and steroids. Like, whatever someone wants to do their, to their own body and mind should be left alone to them, as long as they're not harming other people. Now, someone could argue that they're harming other wrestlers because now they're on steroids and they might be more potent in the ring. You know, that's neither here nor there, right? Really? I mean, do we have the science on that? If all the micro-wrestlers are on steroids, then isn't it like we break even, right? <laughs> Two of the others are cited for possession of marijuana. Billed as the greatest little show on earth, the Micro Wrestling Federation performs at events around the country and was formerly promoted by legendary professional wrestler Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, the Hulkster. The Hulkster likes the micro wrestling. 
By the way, I went to the event dates. This micro wrestling going all around all over the country except for nowhere near me. I'm so pissed. I would totally like to see this. You got Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, West Virginia, Delaware, Virginia, New York, New Jersey, Georgia, Tennessee, Jacksonville. A little bit of Texas action, but mostly East Coast. A lot of Florida dates, which is where I would expect to see uh, micro wrestling mostly. Um, but man, I'd love to see some micro wrestling out here. I'd love to. Su- I'm, I want to support this micro wrestling. I should reach out to them and see if they want to sponsor Weird AF News. We should. Su- we should all support micro wrestlers, man. You know, it's not easy being a micro wrestler. And let them have their drugs, by the way. Totally fine with that. Selfie deaths are an epidemic now, so be careful out there. Yeah, selfie deaths. A recent report found that. 259 people died between 2011 and 2017 while stepping in front of the camera, taking a selfie in often dangerous situations, dangerous destinations. The writer of this article went deep on the psychology of selfies to figure out what's behind our obsession with capturing extreme risk-taking pictures. I think it's pretty obvious. You don't need to go into an in-depth study. I mean, you want to make your photos look as cool as possible. You want to make people think that you're going a cool dangerous places for so many reasons. People just want to look cool. This is all about the ego, right? We don't need a study for this. It's pretty obvious. The problem is, in an effort to outdo the next person, some of these people are taking photos in places where, you know, you're just putting yourself at risk. The, study, uh, the, the article says, uh, talks about, a, in January, uh, a hiker from Taiwan, Gigi Wu, embarked upon a solo multi-day journey of Taiwan's Yushan National Park, which is home to a bunch of 10,000-foot mountain peaks. But while attempting one of the summits, the 36-year-old Wu fell an estimated 60 to 100 feet and landed in a remote ravine. She contacted friends with her satellite phone and reported that she was unable to move the lower half of her body. They, in turn, alerted emergency workers. After several failed helicopter attempts to reach her, rescuers set out on foot And according to the media, she wrote in her journal and penned quick notes to her loved ones because she thought she wasn't going to make it. It took 43 hours to reach her. By the time they arrived, she had passed away, either from hypothermia or internal injuries or a combination of both. In the following days, her her Facebook and Instagram accounts were deleted and replaced with a memorial page, memorial page, which has garnered comments. Okay, okay, what's, what's the deal with this? Perhaps this should come as no surprise, the article said. Wu's death, after all, is is only the latest in a string of selfie-related fatalities. So I guess, well, they don't say that. They look through her phone. Obviously, she was taking photos on a peak. But yeah, you would take, normally you would take photos on a peak anyways. This isn't to say that she was actually taking, you know, she was up there, you know, specifically for the selfies. But yeah, I mean, it could have been something else that made her fall off. In other words, we don't know. Um. But this is obviously a thing. They think that this case may be related to a string of them, and they're calling them kilfies, K-I-L-L-F-I-E-S, not selfies, but kilfies, by some social media researchers. These accidental deaths have involved social media personalities and, of course, adventurers. Canadian rapper John James McMurray perished last October after crawling out onto the wing of a, of a plane while filming a music video. I remember that one. I think I covered that on Weird AF News. Yeah, I think I did, because then I played the... I played his music video and it was terrible. I'm sorry, he's, he's passed away now. I don't mean to kick the dead, but man, it was bad. Um, last October, the much-publicized deaths of travel bloggers 
Minakshi Morthy and Vishnu Viswanath, who apparently fell while taking a selfie at Yosemite's Taft Point, a popular rock outcrop with an 800-foot drop. I do rem- Is that the one I remember? What was the one? The, the YouTubers that fell off the... Uh, is that the one? Do you remember the YouTubers falling off the cliff into next to a waterfall? I mean, these are just... Then they mentioned a month prior to that, Tomar, Tomar Frankfurter, an 18-year-old from Jerusalem, also fell to his death in a park while reportedly taking a selfie at Nevada Falls. Last July, three stars of High on Life, a popular YouTube thrill-seeking adventure travel show, plummeted to their deaths at a waterfall near Squamish, British Columbia. Yeah, that's the one I was referring to. And in late March, a man from Macau fell 1,000 feet to his death while attempting to take a selfie on the rim at Grand Canyon West. Well, I didn't know about that one. Then there are the hundreds of other people who you've probably never heard of about, you've never heard about who died trying to take the perfect cliffhanger photo. The student who fell 700 feet at Ireland's iconic Cliffs of Moher, Moher, in January. The 68-year-old, 68-year-old woman who was fatally scalded in a Chilean geyser. Damn, sh- scalded in a Chilean geyser? That's a mouthful. And it sounds like a terrible way to go to your death. I don't want to be scalded by any geysers, never mind Chilean geysers. I do like Chilean sea bass. The man in his 50s was struck by lightning while hiking with a selfie pole in the Welsh mountains. Oh, I didn't know about that one. The metal selfie pole got blasted by a streak of lightning. Ooh. The teenage girl swept away by an unexpected wave on the beach in the Philippines as well. For each of these recorded deaths, there are also thousands of near misses. And then the article goes on to tell you about some people who almost bit it, trying to take a cool selfie. It's easy to write off these tragedies as catastrophically bad judgment. Yes, yes it is. I agree. Are people saying it otherwise? It can feel somehow reassuring to condemn these deaths like these as foolish or self-absorbed related, ego-related. But that doesn't seem entirely fair. And frankly, emerging research doesn't support that position. A 2018 study published in the Journal of Family Medicine and Primary Care found that of the 259 verifiable selfie-related deaths recorded from these years, 2011 to 2017, more than a quarter occurred while the selfie taker was engaged in what the study authors call non-risky behavior. How do they know this? I mean, this is like, this is the problem with sociological studies. It's like all anecdotal a lot of the data comes from surveys, so it's like it's not it's not that scientific. I mean, I, I'm sorry to say, sociologist, but your data is very unscientific. You, you obviously want to you want to be as accurate as physics, but you're just not even close. You know, you want to crawl under the tent of science, but you just barely make the fringe of that. I'm sorry, these studies they're just lame like that. You know, uh, to unpack that further, the author found that the majority of deaths involving young men do appear to have been caused by risky behavior, while the actions of over half of females who died taking a selfie were deemed non-risky. So what's really going on here? I, you know, the article goes on to have a couple of suggestions for it, but I, I mean, I think it all comes down to, uh, surely there is a social pressure to take cool pictures, to outdo other people. Especially if it's your career. If you're one of these travel bloggers, shit, man, you better get up to Machu Picchu and take a photo with a Sasquatch ASAP. Otherwise, you're not going to get the likes. You're not going to get the views. You're not going to get the shares. There's a pressure for that. There's a pressure to outdo each other. Obviously, I think a perfect example is those, um, those, those prank videos on YouTube, you know, the ones where 
people are doing these social pranks. They have they they're trying to outdo each other to the point. I've seen some of these videos on YouTube where people, you got people messing with others in public who have a gun. Going into the hood and screwing with people on on video. I've seen these videos and a gun being pulled because they mess with the wrong people. That's just an attempt at outdoing other people. That's an attempt to get subscriptions, likes, shares, etc. Of course, there's a pressure for this. I mean, I think it's obvious. There's no need to put a study involved in this. What we need to do is pour money into how you know into a program that makes people feel good about themselves without having to outdo each other with these ridiculously childish pranks and dangerous photos on the edge of a volcano, right? We should all just feel good about ourselves. The problem is people are like putting too much value in their social media accounts. They're finding their self-worth online and not in their real life self. They're like, well, if my Instagram doesn't have that many followers and likes, then I'm not a worthy individual. Well, that's bullshit, man. You are a worthy individual. You're much more worthy than what your Instagram account says. And by the way, these Instagram accounts and a lot of these social media accounts, they're not even really a reflection of you. You're not being yourself on half of this shit. And then you get someone who normally isn't a mountain climber, maybe, or a, a, a super thrill seeker. And now they're going to take a photo in a place that's a little more dangerous than they normally would go to. And then they get in trouble. They get in a, in a situation where their life is at risk. This is sad. I feel bad for these people that, that pass away. I don't want to say they're all idiots, you know. Some of them are, obviously. But I see the social ramifications of this. I see the social pressures that are behind this activity. And I, and I say, you know, we need a program for people to feel good about themselves without having to get likes on Facebook and shit. Did I get too, uh, is it too real for you? <laughs> the people have been, and people complaining that I'm rambling on and on. Well, I think this was proper, a proper time to do that, to go over five minutes with this piece because shit, man, I got an important message for you to feel good about yourself, regardless of how many followers you have. All right. All right. That being said, please follow me on Instagram, at Funny Jones. <laughs> Washington may become the first state to legalize human composting. Washington is just a governor's signature away from becoming the first state in the U.S. to legalize the natural organic reduction of human remains known as composting. So this past week, the state Senate and House of Representatives finalized their approval of Bill Number 5001, titled... Concerning human remains, which enshrines organic reduction and alkaline hydrolysis, a dissolving process sometimes called liquid cremation, as acceptable alternatives to traditional burial and cremation. This is pretty cool. Uh, here's somebody who had an opinion on it. I am very much in favor of the composting of human bodies. Wes McMahon, a retired cardiovascular intensive care nurse who lives in Randall, Lewis County, and he testified in support of the bill last week. When I'm done with this body of mine that served me very well for the past 64 years, I'd, do I want to poison it with formaldehyde and other embalming chemicals? No! Burned? Burning my body? Not my first choice. But what about all the bacteria I've worked with so long in this body? Do I want to give them a chance to do what they naturally do? I believe in doing things as naturally as possible. That's right. The passage of the bill fulfills a long-time hope. For Katrina Spade, she is the founder and CEO of Recompost, which aspires to be the first natural organic reduction funeral home in the U.S. That's amazing. She launched her idea seven years ago. 
And she started a nonprofit called the Urban Death Project and has worked with some scientists to study how human bodies decompose in soil. The studies demonstrated that the resulting compost met and sometimes exceeded state and federal standards, sta- uh, safety standards for pathogens and metals that could be dangerous to humans, animals, or nearby plants. In other words, according to the research, carefully and properly composted human remains are safe enough to use in a household garden. Yeah, I mean, that's obvious. We know when an animal dies that, um, you know, the nutrients that come out into the soil as a result of that. I'm, I'm totally for this. And I've, I've always said that this is what I want to do with my body. I researched it a, a few years ago and I came across these, uh, you can buy these uh, all natural coffins to be put in. And I do recall it was the state of Washington that only did this. Uh, you put yourself in like a composting coffin and you're buried into the ground and, and you and your, your body and the coffin just, just kind of, you know, they compost into the soil and maybe like a tree grows out of your body. I would shove like a mango seed up my ass before I died or have someone do that after I died. And then a mango tree would grow out of my dead body. That'd be pretty cool. <clears throat> That's weird, Jonesy. Nah, is it really? Is it weirder than uh, just putting my formaldehyde-filled stupid body in a box and keeping it underground for no reason at all? <laughs> like stupid. I'm not saying don't have a gravestone. I'm just saying why waste? My body's my body's amazing for the... For the earth. Let the earth have a bountiful floral bouquet spring from my remains. Why not? Why not have some flowers poke out of my dead carcass? That sounds lovely. Am I crazy? No. This is reasonable. Totally. This whole this whole idea of putting your body in a box and putting it in it. Like, you know, we're, we're so... You know, I blame religion for this, but we're, you know, in Christianity in particular, because you see in other places they don't do this. In India, they burn the body. And I'm not sure if I want that as well, but, um, you know, there's such a, uh, in Christianity, Christianity at least, uh, there's such a, a, just a worship of the physical body, you know? And they, obviously it comes out in the, in the dogma, because you see how they want to control your body as well, a lot of times, uh, these squirrely religions, you got to be careful of that. Uh, yeah, there's just too much emphasis on the body, really, and how how just sacred it is. It's not really that sacred. It's the spirit that's way more sacred. Whatever's whatever, the life that's behind this body is what's sacred. Whatever sort of magical spiritual energy that is that came into this world using my body as the vessel, that's what's fucking magical. That's what's worthy. The body, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a vessel. It's just a car. You know, and so like I don't need it to keep it intact afterward by having it filled with chemicals and shoved in a box, nor do I need it as the Egyptians did to have it, you know, uh, preserved for thousands of years using the mummification techniques. Hell no. Put me back in the earth. Let me go back to the earth. My mother, my true mother, the earth. Bam. Let my body just give the nutrients and feedback and give Give life to the grass. Give life to the bugs and the insects and whatever wants to eat me. <laughs> that is amazing. We have to support the earth. And this is one way to do it. Another way is to have a vasectomy like I've done. <laughs> I'm out of my mind. I realize I'm totally out of my mind. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I've lived long enough to have my own points of view of these things. And whether you like it or not, you're going to hear it. <laughs> Maybe you disagree. Call Weird AF News. I want to hear about it. What's so precious about your body that you, you can't give it back to Mother Nature? Huh? I want to know. 
And by the way, when you're, you're embalmed in a box, no one's going to see you anyways, dummy. So what's the point? Sure, you can. I'm not saying don't have a funeral. Of course, if you're going to do this, you have to have the funeral right away because it's going to start to smell. If you don't, if you don't embalm the body right away. This is a same-day funeral situation, right? I think. We need more details. But I think it's a same-day funeral situation. And then, that's what I want. And then immediately put me in the ground that night. Have it, have it during, the, you know, the moon is out. Have everybody drink wine while they lower my, my body in, next to a, a willow tree. I don't know. Anyways, if you disagree, call Weird AF News, 646-450-2012. Or if you agree, call me. Tell me how you want your body to, to go out. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, what's up, weirdos? Thanks for listening to Weird AF News and supporting the podcast. Appreciate that. want to give some love to Randa and Travis, who reached out to me on Facebook, said, Hey, Jonesy. This is Randa. Randa Jacobs Cornell. Hey, Jonesy, my husband and I love your podcast and listen through our Alexa every night. In fact, my husband is one of your Patreon members. Hey, pretty cool. Anyway, I saw this Florida man story and thought to send it your way. Not as funny as some of the ones that you've shared, but definitely stupid. Keep up the good work. And she sent me a story. Florida man pretending to be a deputy tried to pull over a real detective and got nabbed. (laughs) They're they're always doing such things. Thank you so much, Randa and Travis. I love you guys, and I appreciate the support, obviously. So cool of you. Also want to show some love to Lisa Durig for joining the Patreon. Lisa, unbelievable. I love the support. And you're not going to believe this, but her husband also is on the Patreon as well. (laughs) So... This is unbelievable support. It makes me feel nice and warm and fuzzy inside, and I I just love it, and I appreciate you guys. Uh, Lisa wrote on Facebook, Hey, Jonesy, here's the wife of that crazy Finn that subscribed to your Patreon recently. Unfortunately, I'm only half finished. The rest of me is from Ohio or something. (laughs) Or something. Uh, This isn't exactly interesting as far as crazy Floridians go, as you you can tell, but it is an interesting... Oh, she sent me an article um, regarding uh, having to do with Florida Man, which is great. And then she wrote, uh, we actually even downloaded, me and my husband downloaded a bunch of your podcasts to listen to on the long flight to Egypt last week. I'm sure the rest of of the passengers were wondering why those two crazy Finns were laughing their asses off the entire flight. Stay awesome and enjoy the rest of the week. Lisa, I just love you. Shout out to your husband as well. Uh, You guys are so fantastic. Uh, I want to know more about Egypt, your trip to Egypt. So let's, uh, let's have more interaction on Facebook with that. If you guys want to join the Patreon like these two lovelies, I didn't know I had fans in Finland, but apparently Weird AF News is going far and wide, baby. (laughs) Uh, We're going global, baby. Uh, Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews, and you too can uh, get access to some of the uh, extra content that goes on there. Pretty funny shit. And you also get that nice feeling inside, knowing that you're supporting um, a daily news podcast that uh, does a little bit something different. As far as news goes, one could argue does something a little bit better than regular news, you know, giving you some news that you can actually laugh about and not feel like you want to, you know, go back to bed. (laughs) Regular news makes me want to go back to bed. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. 
Oh, what's happening in the world? Ooh, not going out there today. Back to bed. <laughs> Either that or it just makes me want to, you know, hit the bottle. Oh, what's going on in the world? <laughs> Don't want that to enter my brain again. Uh, yeah, so anyways, I appreciate you guys being there. If you want to uh, rate the podcast, give me a review. That's always helpful, of course. Uh, reach out to me at funnyjones at gmail.com any, anytime with articles or just uh, you want to give a shout out. Say what's up. Ask me how I'm doing. My birthday is coming up April 27th. So if you want to uh, send me a nice birthday email, please do so. If you want to mail me something, that's cool too. If you want to give me a birthday donation, my PayPal is funnyjones at gmail.com. Or join the Patreon as part of my birthday gift. That's pretty dope. I also want to take a moment to just give some love to uh, my Boston sports teams. Uh, you know, I know you guys don't, you don't like to hear this, but you know, coming off a, a recent Red Sox World Series victory and a Patriots Super Bowl, I'm probably pretty annoying when I say this, but I just want to give some, uh, uh, some love to uh, the Boston Celtics and the Boston Bruins, each for making it to the second round in their respective playoff brackets. So shout out to them. I'm a big supporter of Boston sports, as I have been my entire life. That's my religion, really, Boston sports. Born into it. And uh, it's deep in my veins, baby. As annoying as that sounds, please forgive me. (laughs) This is Jonesy. We're out.